This is the Power of the Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, episode number 121 with the author of When in Doubt, Delete It, Shelley Phillips. It's really working on mindset. You, you know, sometimes we're all our own worst enemy. So if you can delete that destructive mindset and that negative self-talk that a lot of us do, that I can't do this, or I'm not good enough for this, or I'm not pretty enough for this, or, um, you know, whatever we tell ourselves, it is a negative. If you can kind of reframe that, you know, I, I really encourage people in the book is when, when they hear themselves say these things in their head, to stop immediately and reframe it as a positive. Hi, this is Doug Fitzgerald, author of One Shot, One Life. Thanks for listening to Pathway to Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, helping you to overcome adversity to achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You're on the Pathway to Promise with Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes every person has a God-given, promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose, and that you must have a plan and a guide to get there. The Pathway to Promise podcast not only is your guide through the wilderness of depression and disappointment that stand between you and your promised life, but also brings you insights and direction from inspiring, successful thought leaders who have transformed their lives. Welcome to the Pathway to Promise. Now, here's Brad. Hello, good people, and uh, welcome to the uh, Power of Promise podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. I'm just honored that you join me today as we continue in this journey of how to overcome adversity in your life to achieve what we like to call your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. One of the main things we have going on in our lives is our work life, is our career, and how happy and how fulfilled or not we are in our career, and how that impacts everything else. Our self-esteem and our self-worth is all kind of wrapped up in many ways with our work life. And our author today is going to help us sort out a few things in our work life and about how we can take away some things in order to add in some more aspects of our life which are fulfilling. Her name is Chelly Phillips. We'll talk to her in, uh, in just a moment. did want you to know at our website, pathwaypromise.com, we have a whole lot of great information for you there with folks we've talked to in our podcast and teaching we've done about overcoming adversity to achieve success in your life. We invite you to go there, pathwaypromise.com. We also have a free gift for you there through which you can help you make a life plan. Today, our author guest is Chelly Phillips. She has written the book called When in Doubt, Delete It which guides you to help discover some things that are holding you back in your life that you need to get rid of and insert into your life ideas and qualities to help you grow and move towards new experiences and some great things. And she has a story in her own life about her own uh, dramas and her own dreams and aspirations and how some things didn't quite work out the way she'd planned, but when she set aside some things in her life, and made a new life for herself, some great things began to happen. That she understood that she could control her future by making edits. And she uses her experience in the editing, writing world, and as a proofreader to help us understand how you can make edits in your life to help you have great success in your life. 
The name of her bo- name of her book is When in Doubt, Delete It. She blogs at chellyphillips.com. Our author guest today on the Power Promise podcast, Chelly Phillips, When in Doubt, Delete It. It is uh, my pleasure to have on the Power Promise podcast, Chelly Phillips. Chelly, welcome. Thank you, Brad. Awesome. It's great to have you with us here. And as I mentioned, we're all about helping people to find a way to to navigate some difficult times in their life. And your your book and your work is about deleting some things in your life to get some clarity. I got a feeling there's a story there with you personally. Uh, you may have had some points when you had to uh, make some hard decisions in life. Just tell us your story a little bit, how you came to write this book, how, how you came to find some challenges in your life you needed to uh, come to terms with. Definitely. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I really hope people embrace from this conversation today is to not be afraid to move through an open door. Um, Sometimes we get very complacent and very status quo and we let fear kind of block us because we know the situation that we're in and we may be afraid of what's on the other side. Um, But sometimes when we just kind of let it go, and trust God and, and, and believe in, in that there is someone out there looking for us, looking out for us, that there's a better future there. Um, my big move came after I left a job that I'd been in for over 20 years. Um, we got new management and I felt like my vision no longer coincided with what was happening there. Um, there is a lot of discomfort that can come from leaving behind the known versus the unknown. Um, but there's also that excitement and energy that comes from um, finding a place where you know your value and you believe in your worth. And, you know, I just really encourage people that if they're in those kind of situations, that you give that doorknob of opportunity a twist and kind of walk on through there. Um, my boss was a bad boss. He just wasn't a people manager. Um, and for, several, you know, a couple of years, I had talked myself into believing that tomorrow would be better and did that for over a year. And, you know, you get to that point where you pull into a driveway and you pull your car in the parking lot and you sit there and your stomach twists and you're just like, okay, you have to give yourself that pep talk where you're going to, I'm going to get in and I'm going to do what I need to do and keep my head down and not rock the boat. And it's going to be okay today. And then something happens and it isn't. Um, I'm a firm believer that, every action that we take needs a catalyst. Um, Mine particularly came from an email that the boss that I was talking about sent where um, he actually questioned my abilities and credentials and basically wanted to know if I got my degree from a Fruit Loop box. And I, um, you know, I I tell people. Sometimes there's just absolute absurdity in things (laughs) and how things are approached, even, even the language used and things like, as you mentioned, you know, you got to take a risk, but sometimes, you know, when you get prompted by those little things that can just, just send us over the edge and it sounds like it happened to you, but uh, go on, go on with your story, my friend. It, you know, it, it, sometimes I think it, it takes those big moments, you know, um, and I don't say this boastfully, but I had a um, bookcase full of like industry awards and things like that. But that one email and, and the things leading up to it had, you know, got it to where you question your self-confidence and your abilities. And, you know, it's, it's hard when you have that doubt going on and, and, and you let people kind of get into your mind and, and start questioning yourself and what you can do. But it was also 
that big moment that made me realize that, you know, there's got to be something better out there. And now's the time for me to look at it. Um, now I'm not advocating that people quit just because something gets hard because there's difference in being in a hard spot, um, or, and being in a place that just kind of sucks your joy from life. Um, and you really got to listen to that inner voice and, and know when it's the right time to make the move for you. And yet a lot of people still remain stuck though, don't they? In places that are not productive and not good for them emotionally or spiritually, even their physical health and you know, other impacts their relationships and so on. And, uh, and that you carry it home with you. I mean, when, yeah. you know, when you're in a work situation like that and, and you're there eight hours a day, you know, there's no way you leave it behind when you drive out of the parking lot. It affects your relationships with your kids and with your spouse and, and, you know, your, your friends, you know, no one wants to be around you when all you do is complain about what happened the last eight hours where you were someplace else. Yeah. And so if you're not careful, you let that negativity kind of seep into your life. And so that's kind of where the when in doubt, delete it came from, um, that there are certain, certain times and certain things that happen that you just need to let go of and, and get ready to move forward. Well, just to be specific and kind of pertinent to what you said, you said the, the impetus for you was a certain email that you got from your boss. So are you saying that in a way you just delete that email, whether it was actual physically, you do it or mentally or emotionally, just, just discount it, delete it, get rid of it and move on. Is that what you're saying? Well, I actually kept that email because um, it provided my fuel to to make a move. You know, when I got to where I'm like, do I stay? Do I go? Do I look? Do I whatever? I would read it again and be like, you know, no, this is not where I want to stay. This because this is this this was this was a culmination of some things that had happened. The deleted part came when I wrote out my response to that email. And I had to delete it because I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to be smart and do this on the right way. So that, you know, cause yeah. if I had to sent my original email, I'd have probably been fired. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's probably a good idea. You know, you gotta be uh, strategic, you know, uh, but definitely, you know, you got to delete that negativity in your own mind and let it go and know that there's just, sometimes there's idiots in the world and that, you know, it's up yeah. to you to decide which way you're going to frame it and which way you're going to go forward. I think it also, this goes to the credibility of the source. Um, meaning if you had been given a critical email by a source that you had some trust in or some confidence in, or felt like it could be somehow constructive, that's a different matter than someone that you obviously over a period of time realized that, you know, you probably felt things like I can do the, this job better than he can or she can, or that, you know, I've got these awards and they do mean something here. You know, someone has paid attention to me. Someone has uh, uh, found value in my work. And so the credibility of the source comes into play. Yes. And yet still there's also the, the source sometimes has that authority or whatever position that you may not. And so we, in our positions in the workplace have to find a way to come to terms with that. You came to terms with it by this seminal moment, this, this moment of bold action, I like to call it. And so what did you do then after you made that decision about that? So I, I really got strategic and um, 
I, I'm a spiritual person. Um, so I did a lot of talking to God and I don't do that in a very formal way. Um, sometimes it would be while I was lying in bed, just having a conversation. A lot of times while I was driving down the road, that seemed to be a really good place to have these conversations. Um, but I really just asked him to open my eyes to the right opportunities and to close doors that were going to be the wrong ones. And sometimes that was a hard thing to kind of wrap your head around because there were a couple of opportunities that came through that I really thought were going to be the one. And, um, you know, through divine intervention or whatever that, you know, they turned out not to be what I wanted or they went to someone else. And when the right one opened up, it was, it was, it, it was amazing to watch how it happened um, from housing to people to commonalities and interest and and even selling of my home in another state and moving across state lines and that kind of thing everything just lined up and there were no hiccups in the whole process and um so when you see that kind of thing happening in front of you and the right people keep getting put there um you know my my best advice to that is pay attention to what you're being shown Mm, um you know, cause you can look right past it. You know, you can, you can let that fear of I'm going to make this change in my life, or I'm going to let go of some of these things, you know, really keep you in a place that's not where you're meant to be. Um, well, most and, people do that. That's the reality. And most people do just that. They stay stuck or they stay in a, I like to call this, I call it the malaise of mediocrity, which mm-hmm. is where you just kind of, you're doing the same thing over again and you might be miserable doing it. And you just got kind of stuck in your malaise and, and I think that's where a lot of people are, and they find themselves in a life of uh, quiet desperation and this type of thing. They in that parking lot, dreading going in to their workplace or to their other circumstance, and then they bring the doom with them when they come out. And you, do, you got to do something different about it. And uh, so that that's awesome that that you did. So doors, what you mentioned a couple of times, a metaphor of opening doors. Mm-hmm. So, but you had to take the action, didn't you? You had to actually, you know go through the door and take it. It won't open for you. You've got to actually sit there, open it and walk through, you know? And so, and, and I, and I know that's a big step, you know, especially when you, you know, especially like in this circumstance, you're talking about moving and you're leaving friends behind and, and like, you know, picking up and starting in a new place where you don't know people and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, I just encourage people to, you know, really embrace that and look at the opportunities that you've been given. You know, I'm a huge believer in the power of connections and making connections with other individuals. And, you know, everyone that you encounter adds something to your life. Now it can be positive or it can be negative. And, you know, that's another chapter in the book where we talk about there's, you know, there's certain times you need to move away from certain people and, you know, and then there's other times in your life that you need to embrace those relationships and really, you know, grow them and invest in them and that kind of thing. Well, let's, talk about, so, let's talk about that for a minute, about these and these relationships, these connections that you made, especially if you said you were 20 years in one place, I'm sure that meant you had family and friends and you know, your whole network of community and yeah. community mm-hmm. and so on. And you uprooted that and moved to a different state and so on. And then, uh, so what kind of things did you use connection wise, people wise, relationship wise to fuel you, to sustain you, to keep you going through this process? Cause change is hard, even the best of circumstances. And here you are, you know, pretty well established and uh, moving on. So what relationships did you, 
did you uh, find yourself leaning on and how do they feed into your life? Yeah, I, I see there are a couple of different buckets of, of connections and networking that, that you have. Um, you know, I think everybody needs, um, their sounding board or their circle of friends. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have four very close, um, female friends in a, in a variety of ages. I say I have from my millennial to the grandmother of the group kind of thing. And, and the perspective that you get from each one is, is very different and um, kind of keeps you centered and grounded. And, you know, but the thing about them is that when you have that circle of people around you, you know, they're, they're your supporters, they're your sounding board, they're your cheerleaders, you know, but they're going to tell you the real truth too. You know, um, my group of people, you know, if I, you know, if I'd have gotten that email and, and, you know, shared it with them and, and, you know, you need that person that can tell you the hard truth. That's like, you know, there's a little bit of validity here. You need to kind of slow down and look at this kind of thing or either, you know, you're totally right. Let's, let's, let's lay out a plan and let's see where we can go with it. Um, so I think it's, it's really important that you have people that are real with you and not just ones that are going to tell you what you need to think. And then I was incredibly blessed to have a strong network because of the years in the career field that I had been in. Um, so when I, when I moved States, I stayed in the same industry. And so I was able to reach out to some of them and they were able to connect me with people in the new state that I was in and, and be able to kind of make a seamless transition. And so Yes, I tell people not to burn your bridges. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't go about, you know, bad mathing the place I left. I didn't, you know, didn't burn the building down as I left, you know? Um, and so I, and, and trust me, I kind of felt like, I it. bet you had those, <laughs> I bet you had those thoughts though, didn't you? A little bit. I did that's part of the, thoughts. that's part of the delete thing, you know, having thoughts, but uh, delete them before you implement them. Huh? Actually, okay. yes. Yeah. There's, there's certain things that, you know, sometimes you're fun to think through and you go, Oh, wouldn't this be a kick in the pants? But you know, yeah. so you just have to go, Nope, this is probably reality and we're going to do this the right way. So you got to try to choose to get uh, better instead of be bitter. But uh, sometimes those bitter things kind of, bubble up, don't they? So <laughs> I tell you, um, there's a chapter in my book that I talk about embracing gratitude, which is, is something that I think is incredibly important for people to do. Um, not only for the joy factor in your life, but, um, the title of the chapter is an embrace gratitude and a little ungratefulness too. Um, because I, we're human beings and you know, there, there are times that things happen that just really suck. And sometimes you need to just kind of spew and get that out of the way. And then once you can get it out of your system, then you can kind of move on and find the positive to focus on and, and get yourself back on a right path that gets you started going in the direction that you need to. Yeah. Well, that's the power of grace when you've got, when you need it to in the, in the worst way. And you mentioned a little bit earlier about um, you being a, a spiritual oriented person. And I'd like you to speak a little bit, Shelly, about your uh, spiritual life and about your life of faith and how that, sustained you uh, gave you power or gave you the uh, sustenance that you needed through some of these tough times because you I got a feeling some of those you mentioned about being in bed at night and thinking and praying and I got a feeling that some of those uh, times of the car getting ready to dread to go in were a little uh, little prayer time too things like that but speak a little bit about your faith life a little bit please 
Yeah, well, I was very blessed to to grow up in a in a um, in a in a faith based family. Um, my parents had me in church, a young age, and and so those values and 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 it was very important in my life from an early age. And you know, I, I think we all have times we kind of move towards and away from that. Sometimes, you know, might not have been most faithful during my college years or whatever, but always came back to it. And you know what I've learned through this journey is that, you know, there is no perfect relationship, you know, for us being human. And then with God, you know, we're going to screw up and we're going to, we're going to do things. That's just the nature of how we're made. And and once sin came into the world and that kind of thing. Um, And, and I think people kind of get hung up sometime on, on religion itself that we, you know, the only time I can talk to him is when I'm in church or when I'm, you know, in a, in a formal kind of setting, um, but I found that, you know, the, the, the times that I feel the closest to him, like I said, was like riding down the road and just having, I mean, like literally just talking out loud in the car and, you know, just being able to get it out and, you know, it wasn't filtered, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't in a prayer format. It was, it was almost like if he was sitting right there beside me and I was having this conversation, and I think when you can get to that point that, you know, you feel like he's real and he's right there with you, yeah. then but, it makes such an impact on your life. Yeah. And that's and, the, that's the intimacy of the relationship that yes. uh, mm-hmm. is can really you know empower you. And that's, uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So you really, you took some, uh, you were incentivized by this, change of situations in your workplace with the boss who was a, you know, paying the rear for you and, you know, didn't, he discounted you and so on. And so you knew you had to do something. So you chose to take action, which is amazing. And then you drew, drew on some spiritual power in your prayer life and in this intimacy you had with God and you had this network of friends and so on. But I want to get a little more specific with you for a little bit to Chelly about these edits Okay, that you're talking about in your book about what you actually did and do and and advocate in your book. This goes to self-discipline, I believe. Some of the things, the actual habits, the actual actions that we take in order to make personal life uh, transformation happen. And uh, you talk about 36 life edits. Tell us a little bit about what are some of the edits that you made and maybe you maybe other folks might want to consider in their life that can really be helpful, those discipline pieces? Yeah. So the, the edits come from, so my background is a journalist. Um, okay. And then I left journalism and went into corporate PR. And um, if you're familiar with writing and the edit marks and that kind of thing, the book kind of comes in, in five big buckets. So there's, there's things you should delete. There's things you should begin there's things you should insert. There's things that you should move toward or away from. And then there's an edit called STET, which means that an editor suggested changes and then upon reflection decided that no, the way you did it is the right way to do it. So don't Hmm. make any of these changes. And so I call that part basically being authentic to yourself. Um, So if you take like the first big bucket, the delete bucket, you know, one of the things that I, I, really had to work on. And then through my years of mentoring, like with the sorority women and, and some other younger folks in, in the career path and that kind of thing is really working on mindset. You, you know, 
sometimes we're on our own worst enemy. So if you can delete that destructive mindset and that negative self-talk that a lot of us do that I can't do this, or I'm not good enough for this, or I'm not pretty enough for this, or, um, you know, whatever we tell ourselves it is a negative. If you can kind of reframe that, you know, I, I really encourage people in the book is when, when they hear themselves say these things in their head to stop immediately and reframe it as a positive. And it, it's, it's really, it's hard to do because we kind of get in that habit of, you know, automatically defaulting to that kind of talk to ourselves. And so, but it makes such a powerful impact on your your, your presence and your ability to convince yourself that I can move forward and I can do something and I can try something new. And then one of the others is deleting the idea of perfect. You know, we all have this idea that things have to, to, to be perfect, to be right. And I have a mindset that if you're waiting for perfect, it's never going to happen, you know, and if, because if you're waiting on that, you're never going to grow because you're afraid you're going to fail at something or you're afraid of making a mistake and it not turning out exactly right. But we really grow the most by learning from those mistakes and learning from those failures. You know, we learn what not, what's not working for us and how it's not going. And if you never try something new, you never move past those kind of things. And then another thing, especially with um, today's age, um, I, I call it delete distractions. Because, you know, our time is our most valuable commodity. It's the time that we give other people. It's the time that we invest in ourselves. It's the time we spend with our families. And today it's so easy to get sucked into, you know, everything is on our phones. You can spend the whole day looking down at your, your hand and, and you can watch videos and you can communicate with people and you can, you know, see what's happening in the world. And then you never have any kind of interaction or any conversation with a real life person in front of you. Yeah. And I simply I, call that looking up sometimes. What I mean by that is many people have got their head down their phone and literally will run into you and, you know, other things because they're not paying attention. I'm just simply saying, look up. And sometimes if I'm in a crowd, somebody's look at their phone, I'll just say, hey, look up, you know. But mm -hmm. that's what I hear you saying. You got you got to be disciplined in some of these areas in order to have some joy in your life, have some something going on here. That, that's awesome. So go on, my friend. Yeah, I know you had a couple more things you wanted to share there when I inter interrupted you. Oh, no. Um, you know, the, the other thing is like when we, um, when I'm talking about like making those connections that I was talking about that helped me when I made my big transition and that kind of thing is that relationships really do matter. And um, you really never know what someone's going to bring to your life when you cross paths with them. And so investing in them and really getting to know them and, you know, spending some time with them is really important. And I don't mean that they're always going to help you in the career. They may just be a great neighbor that you get to sit on the porch with and share, you know, share stories with and connect with. It could be your child's teacher that, you know, gives you this great tip on, on, on how to get them through a tough subject or, you know, maybe it's, it's a younger person that's coming up behind you in the workplace and, and your kind words or whatever keeps them, keeps them motivated to move forward. And they look at you and, and can kind of pattern themselves against you. Um, you know, you just never know what kind of impact you're going to have on somebody, whether it's big or small. And then, you know, I talk about joy a lot in the book. And the, the other thing that I really encourage people to do is look for moments of celebration. 
you know, we, we think of the big things, the holidays, the birthdays, you know, the promotions, that kind of thing. But I really encourage people to look for some of the smaller ways to sit there and celebrate. You know, I, I think we should have a couple of celebrations a month, whether it's, um, you know, the fact that someone got an A on their math test and we can have a nice little, you know, they get to pick dinner that night and we get to celebrate mm -hmm. the fact that you did an awesome job doing that. Mm. Or find maybe, a reason to smile, find a reason to laugh or have exactly. a moment, have a moment, all those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if you have, you have to invent something, do it, you know? Do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, great. you know, the, the more you do it, the more it becomes natural and the more that you, you live in that moment, you know, I, I think, you know, you are what you look for, you know, so mm. you surround your people, you surround yourself with people that are going to either bring you up or pull you down. And then, you know, it's just like, if you can find ways to, to be happy and to find those moments of gratitude during the day or during the week and that kind of thing, when you start looking for them, they're much easier to find and you'll begin yeah. to notice them more quickly and, and more often. You, know? you are what you look for. I love that turn of a phrase and you are what you uh, notice and pay attention to because so many people get, as we talked a couple of times before, be stuck or kind of in that, that, fog of things and they don't think they can get out. And so as we kind of bring us into a closure here in the next few minutes here, I want you to speak to that woman who's in a fog, that woman who's sitting in her car, who's dreading going into the workplace, who uh, may be listening to this podcast on her uh, phone or, or maybe on her car radio car system, who just is dreading things. So what are some things that you could say to, to her that might be an encouragement or maybe a first step of what can be next for her? The first step I would say is to, to tonight when you get home or before you get out of the car, if you're just pulled up in that parking lot, is I want you to sit there and I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to actually picture your, in your mind what the future could look like if you didn't put limitations on it. If it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't the fact that I have to go in here and I have to work eight hours or whatever, what is it that's missing right now? And look and see, you know, who in your life is missing right now. Do you have those cheerleaders? Do you have that support? Do you have, you know, people that are you're surrounding yourselves with and then once you get kind of a clear vision of you know this is a definite stress in my life and it's keeping me in a place that's not good for me you know when you really realize it and you make that decision that steps easier and then when you surround yourselves with the people that are going to help you get there it's even much more easier. And I would encourage you to include them in that process. You know, um, I, a lot of people think that I have to go through everything by myself. You know, I, I don't want to burden my husband. I don't want to burden my spouse. I don't want to burden my best friend. You know, one of, one of the biggest things I think is that people really want to help, you know, deep down inside. I think we're all kind of geared to lending a hand to someone and I think that if you, if you stop and you spend a little bit of time visioning and, and believing, you know, I call them BHAG goals, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals, you know, yes. like if, if, if you'll just sit there and make that list and don't put any limitations on it, 
um, you know, it's that list you're going to look at and you go, well, I can't do that. You know, it goes back to that negative talk. Yes, you can. You may have to break it down into four five, six, ten steps to get there, but you can take that first step toward any of them. And that's, that's the thing is that if you, you know, if you get that vision for yourself and kind of get clear on where you want to go, take that first step and then take the second one and then take the third one and you will get there wherever you need to be. Awesome advice. And I thought my, Add to the things we might say to that uh, woman in her car dreading going into the workplace is that uh, there's a resource called When in Doubt, Delete It by Chelly Phillips, who that book may be helpful to you. And you have other resources as well. And how can folks, if they want to get a hold of your book and find out more about you, Chelly, how can they do that to find, to use you as a possible resource to uh, help them? break through these times and get to those first and second steps to get on with their life. Absolutely. Um, my website is chellyphillips.com and it's C-H-E-L-L-I-E phillips.com. Um, there's several free resources on there. There's information on the book. Um, I have a couple of courses that if you're looking at career transition that can ha- kind of help you guide the way and get you started in today's digital job search market. Um, but really and truly, I hope most people, there's, there's tons of blogging and all that kind of stuff that's on there that I really just hope people feel like they, they have found a friend and an advocate when they hit my site. And, you know, I, you know, I, I'm on all the social media channels, you know, I'd love for people to reach out to me. It's under my name, Shelly Phillips. You can find me Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any of that kind of stuff, you know, drop me a note, say hi, and I'll be one of your cheerleaders on your side. That's awesome. Well, we look forward to hearing more from you. The book is When in Doubt, Delete It. And she has an upcoming book called uh, Get Noticed, Get Hired. Her name is Chelly Phillips. She blogs and her resources are at ChellyPhillips.com. Thank you for being our guest today on the Power of Promise podcast. Thank you again to Chelly Phillips for being our guest today on the Power of Promise podcast. I do always like to pull out just one or two things that I think are important uh, important aspects of our conversations when we talk to great authors like Shelley Phillips. And today I just want to lift up one thing. That's mindset. It's all about your mind. It's about a transformation of the mind, which transforms everything else. It starts there. And in her case, she talks about editing out some of the bad junk and then inserting in some better things. And you, she talks about the qualities that can then help you move towards happiness in your life and get you out of your rut. We don't have to stay in miserable circumstances. We can break out of them, but we have to choose to do those to yourselves and have a sense of our own uh, self-worth. So mindset is where it all starts. There's lots of great resources on that, but this is one of them. The book, When in Doubt, Deleted by Chelly Phillips. She blogs at ChellyPhillips.com. Our Our website uh, for us is pathwaypromise.com. My name is Dr. Brad Miller, and we are all about helping you to overcome adversity in your life to achieve your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. We have lots of resources, including a free gift at our website for you to check out and to be a part of our process of uh, helping to move your life along a pathway towards what we like to call your promised life, a life, a God-given promise of peace, prosperity, and purpose. We're here, here to be helpful. So check us out next time here on the, on the Power of Promise podcast. Until next time, friends, this is Dr. Brad Miller. I want to encourage you to keep your promises because there's power in a promise kept.
Thanks so much for taking the Pathway to Promise with Dr. Brad Miller. As a subscriber, you'll be a vital part of the Pathway to Promise community. Visit us on the web at pathwaypromise.com. Until next time, remember to stay on your Pathway to Promise.